Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am in a parking lot behind Celebrities Nightclub with a guy named Casbo. I'd love you to introduce yourself. Hey everyone, this is Casbo, or Carl. <laughs> Carl or Casbo, why might people know who you are? Uh, I'm a musician, an artist. Indie electronic music, touring in the States right now. I'm doing this interview right after your set, and generally... I hate doing interviews after the musician does their set because there's about a bazillion distractions for the artist instead of talking to me. <laughs> yeah, that might be true. <laughs> but yeah, interviews are fun. So. Interviews are fun, but there are a lot of things that are more fun, Casbo. Can you name a few? I don't know. Sleep sounds really fun to me right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's playing the show is obviously really fun. I'm just like meeting fans and stuff. You know what? I watched you do a meet and greet, and it took a long time. What's the strangest thing that's happened to you in a meet and greet? Um, let's see. I, I don't think that many strange things. I think I have fairly normal fans. I mean, like, I've, I've signed one or uh, two, like, butts or stuff like that, but not more strange than that, so. What's it like to sign a devoted fan's butt? It's kind of weird. I feel like my, I'm definitely not like a club party, let's go rage kind of guy. So it's it kind of conflicts with my music and the kind of aesthetic I'm in. So it's definitely weird to me. Was your signature maybe a little more shaky than if you were signing a rent check? Yeah, uh, it's definitely not like nerve wracking signing a butt. You're just kind of like, if anything, it's like more confident because you feel like you're in the non-weird position. It's definitely like the person getting their butt signed who's the weird one. So, Is there anyone in the world right now that you would want to sign your butt? Mm, Justin Vernon. For people who don't know, explain who that is. It's Bon Iver. And why would you want him to sign your buttocks? He's my hero and, you know, it would be fun having his handwriting on my body. <laughs> definitely get it tattooed afterwards. Why is he your hero? It's just like an incredibly genius person in terms of like music, songwriting, soundscape, and all that kind of stuff. A lot of the stuff I look up to. So, how about we hear a track by Casbo? I'm gonna play "Lay It On Me." How about you introduce us to this track, but pretend that the people who are about to hear the song have never heard of Casbo before. Yeah. So this is uh, one of my more uh, kind of easygoing songs. I'd say it's. Uh, collaboration I made with uh, uh, singer Keenan Lonsdale um, yeah it's more of a kind of like happy uh, fun track compared to some of my other stuff that's more like sad I'd say we lost our way. I don't know how we did it we went so off course and now you hide to numb your pain does this mean that we're over gotta let me know
you somehow And I'm pedaling fast, faster than fast But I'll be slowly sinking Tell me what are you thinking See the ball is rolling past the two of us But your feet ain't moving, are you cool with us? And I'm caught in your mind, but it's like you've had enough I wish you'd just tell me to go You just heard the track Lay It On Me by a guy named Casbo. This song had a featured artist. How about, Casbo, you tell me a little bit about that artist. Well, he's uh, he's from Australia. Uh, his name is Keenan Lonsdale. He's also working as an actor. Um, he's fairly famous. He's been in the show, like, for The Flash, I believe, and some movies and stuff. He's a great guy. He's uh, super humble, and he's an amazing songwriter. So it's, it was a great time working with him. So for those who don't know, he plays the Kid Flash on the show The Flash. Yeah, or he used to. He's not anywhere. So it sounds like you guys email. If it's not public, you can't publish that. <laughs> Definitely not publish that. It's not public. I believe it is, but no, we talk. We're friends, so yeah. Uh, we might actually be, um, uh, or I might actually be having a room at his house uh, in LA that I'll be, be able to see and we'll see how about you tell me how you found this guy it was my manager who found him actually uh, he's friends with Keenan's manager uh, so yeah he, uh, he his manager basically just sent over a bunch of singers um, that are working on new stuff and yeah that was one of them was Keenan he just really stuck out to me so it sounds like it was kind of a matchmaking situation they probably sent you maybe a couple of names why don't you talk about the decision process on who you want to work with um it's usually based around i think the biggest thing for me is uh the singer having some sort of identity um i feel like same with producers there's so many producers singers all that out there and oftentimes they're great songwriters or they're great you know writing melodies especially melodies i feel like a lot of people are really good at that but to really kind of stick out above the crowd for you know a producer or a singer I think it's that specific identity that sets them apart so I, I feel like that's the most important thing for me it's not necessarily something you put into ones and zeros it's more something you kind of like hear or feel in a sense but it's just like something that feels very unique about him I think for him it's just like very I don't know very catchy kind of sing-along hooks that he's like really good at and just has a very unique voice and style 
that I can't really hear in much other singers. We are standing in an alley, so you're going to hear cars going back and forth as well as the citizens of the alley doing their thing. So, Casbo, you describe your music as dance music that makes you want to cry. That's a very potent image. Potent? I don't know that word. Sorry. (laughs) Thinking about somebody crying and dancing is pretty much the opposite of most shows I've been to. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like uh, every after every show, I just definitely have a ton of fans that come up to me telling me how much they cried uh, during the show. Uh, it's just like I really love the kind of emotional um, aspect of music, and uh, I really like to incorporate that into dance music because it's kind of two conflicting factors. Dance music is supposed to make you like rage and all that kind of stuff um so i think it's a it's a interesting contrast in uh, music so i would love to hear casbo the last artist that made you cry and dance at the same time oh that's a tricky one let me see um trying to think um i think it's let me actually double check his name i think it's christian luffler all right casbo is taking out his phone (laughs) and looking at it yeah, I'm really bad at names, uh, so this is kind of embarrassing. Let's see here. Uh, it's a German guy, I'm pretty sure. That's that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, Christian Leffler. Uh, it's um, yeah, he makes kind of like really ambient kind of house music that's very down tempo um, and just very chill. Uh, not necessarily made as dance music, but. I don't know. It's something I like to dance to. So you were dancing and crying. Was this in a club? Was this by yourself? It was by myself. Airbnb <laughs> in LA. I, I enjoy that. It's uh, clubs are. It's, I don't know. It's hard for me sometimes, just because I feel like as soon as there are other people there, it's kind of conflicts with the genuinity. I'm not sure if that's a word, but the genuineness of it for me. Um, I'm a self-conscious guy, definitely. So I think as soon as other people are around me, I kind of the intentions might shift. So I think like I'm at my most true form when I'm by myself. So I think that's when I have most fun dancing and stuff like that. I love it when I talk to guys like you and they say they are self-conscious because I just sat in a room full of a crowd of people watching you on stage, dancing around, playing instruments and looking quite happy. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely contradicting. A lot of people assume that if you can stand on a stage and like perform, that you're like the most confident guy in the world. But that's... Yeah, it's definitely not <laughs> necessarily true. Um, yeah, for me, it's just always kind of been a factor. I think when I go on stage, I you know, it's not real in a way because it's like it, it's too too crazy of a thought to have like hundreds of people standing in front of you, cheering, like clapping and calling out your name. So I think that kind of like puts on a switch in my head, like oh, I'm dreaming. It's fine, <laughs> you know. This is all cool. You know, I can do this. Um, just because it's all so surreal, you know. So, Casbo, I love interviewing younger guys because they make bold statements and they say gutsy things. So I was doing some research on you today and a lot of stuff popped up. Quotes like, Swedish electronic music is dying. Or you feel distance from the term EDM. So I'd love you to talk about those or, even better, make another bold statement. <laughs> I'm definitely in Sweden. We're a very like politically correct countries. So I'm not sure you'll find too many bold <laughs> statements from me, but yeah, I'm definitely distanced from the term EDM. I don't really listen to um, EDM at all, actually. Um, I'm more in the kind of like indie band space, 
more if I listen to electronic music it's definitely not like dance music it's more uh yeah just left field kind of weird stuff that inspires me um so then Casbo I'm gonna ask you to talk about an artist that no one would expect you to listen to but you listen to that man or woman or group of people and you're really into it oh I feel like I have a few um I only need just one. <laughs> it's probably, like, most surprising might be, like, Nicki Minaj. I think she's pretty cool. Um, I'm not listening to her every day necessarily, but I definitely appreciate her music. So why don't you tell me about a Nicki Minaj deep cut that you're super into? Deep cut? Like a track on the album that wasn't a single. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't listened. <laughs> I, I, know, I know, like, Anaconda. <laughs> That's a really good tune. I think that it's time to play another track by Casbo. I'm going to play my favorite track off your debut full-length record. That record is called Places We Don't Know. And my favorite track on the record was Snow in Gothenburg. So how about you tell us a bit about that before we hear it? Yeah, it's um, it's one of the most like personal songs on the album for me. Uh, it was, kind of came about in a time where I was like in a dark place and kind of t- came to terms with the idea of being alone and like unhappy because I'd been that for such a long time so I was like okay maybe that's what life is going to be like and just coming to terms with that just made all my anxiety go away so it was like kind of a weird feeling that I've never felt before and that's yeah same thing there it's like the whole dance cry thing it's like two very contradicting feelings like the loss of anxiety at the same time you're like realizing okay I might be alone sad the entire, my entire life but it was it was a nice feeling so i think that's uh just really inspired me um and yeah that's when i made snow in gothenburg
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard my favorite track off the debut full-length record by a man called Casbo, and that song's called... Snow in Gothenburg. Your hometown. Yep. Gothenburg, yeah. <laughs> I read a couple of interviews today preparing for this. In one of them, you were worried about stuttering, and I was kind of thinking on my way here that, oh, no... English is his second language. Maybe, you know, there's going to be a language barrier, but your English is amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah, I lived in the U.S. when I was like one to four. Um, so I kind of learned the basics then. When I moved back to Sweden, uh, my parents put me in like a half English speaking school, just so I'd like not lose, um, yeah, the whole English side of things. But um, I think living in Sweden and not talking English is just, it's weird because whenever I get or I feel like it's better now because I've been in the U.S. for like two months now so I've gotten used to it but um, previously whenever I'd get to the U.S. I hadn't spoken English for a while and like I said I'm kind of like a self-conscious guy so whenever I feel like I'm not able to like say something in the same way I'd be able to in Swedish I kind of like get annoyed and that's when I can start like stuttering and shit like that um, but yeah now I feel fine you know it's it's definitely just a thing that you gotta warm up as I've said, Places We Don't Know is your debut full-length record. You work with a lot of different vocalists on this record, so I'd love you to talk about that. Yeah, I think for me, uh, a long time when I was producing, it was mostly instrumental music. So I kind of felt that it'd be interesting to kind of, yeah, just work with a lot of vocalists and therefore lyrics to kind of like further a message and make it more tangible or whatever. Um, so I think that was very interesting to me. Uh, so yeah, I just started working with a ton of people, especially in Sweden, um, which was really fun. It was definitely me exploring a new side of music, which I hadn't before. Uh, so yeah, it was a really fun process. In general, working with a different vocalist in each song might be difficult because you have to learn or relearn a working relationship and then try to make a song. Yeah, it's definitely the case. Um, but... I was lucky enough to work with actually one writer on like several songs. Um, one, my very good friend Linnaeus Sadal. Um, she actually wrote five of the um, vocals uh, on the the album. So working with her is super easy, and we're like really good friends. So we can be like you know transparent about things, which is really important because you know everybody wants the best product. Uh, so. But it, yeah, it's definitely tricky having to compromise sometimes your artistic vision, which I'm very bad at. So I think sometimes people can get annoyed with me uh, when I'm just like too blunt about things that I don't want or that I do want. So. so whenever I think about this, you know, you're the guy that's writing the song, you're working with the vocalist. What if you give the vocalist a song and they come back with lyrics about, you know, how much they want to eat a nice sandwich? How do you have that conversation? Uh, like I said, I'm like I think when it comes to art and music, I'm very blunt. Uh, I, I in my like personal life, I'm very like careful not to like step on anybody's toes. But as soon as it comes to music, I'm just like very straightforward about things, which can, can be good and bad. But yes, yeah, so I don't like something. I'll just tell them I don't like it. So let's role play. Well, hello, Casbo. I just sang this amazing track. It's about my love of pastrami and rice sandwiches. Don't you love it? pass <laughs> that's it that's all you'd say no i mean i'll definitely just be like sorry that's definitely not something i'm looking for if you want to try again we could but um i'm not sure this is something i'd want to pursue 
All right, that is pretty cut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play another track. I think we should play the track. Oh, this one is in what I'm going to assume is Swedish, so I'm going to let you pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Aldrimer. Okay, what does that mean? Never again. Well, it's about getting over past love.
to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard a song by a guy called Casbo off his debut full-length record. That record is called Places We Don't Know. The song is in Swedish, so I'm going to let him pronounce it. Aldrigmir, or Aldrigmir in actual Swedish. So that song is featuring an artist called Tender. Why don't we get specific and talk about how you guys worked out what the song was about? Well, it was mainly um, them who was doing it. It was um, a lot of, as a lot of the collaborations on the album uh, happened online. So usually, if you're in the same studio, you can be more of a collaborative process. But when it's online, it's 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 different because you have to like give them the song and they need to take the wheel basically, and then give you back something half finished. You like you know say your thoughts if you want to like steer them in a different direction or anything like that. Um, but yeah, definitely say the body of the the message is uh, tender. Who came up with? So, do you want to talk about a moment where you had to steer them in a direction that you think made a better song? Um, I think for the pre, um, we had some different uh, versions, just in terms of what we wanted to go for. Um, yeah, I think we we did like yeah four or five different um, pre's, but. I'm really happy with how it turned out. You have to explain this stuff for listeners who may not understand song terminology. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. So pre-chorus is what happens before the chorus, pretty much, yeah. All right, so your record, Places We Don't Know, is out on Odessa's record label. So first, for people who don't know, can you describe Odessa? Nicest guys ever, I'd say. And they make music, but what kind of music do they make? Ooh, uh, it's tricky. I think worldly uh, indie electronic music. So you're being nice, but they're big name electronic music artists. You've gone on tour with them, and you're on the record label. So I'm going to imagine that they're kind of mentors to you. Yeah, they definitely are. I think that's a part of their goal with the record label as well to kind of like, you know, show people how you know parts of the music industry works and like kind of you know stimulate creativity and all this. What's one thing you admire about them that you saw them do every night on tour where you're like, wow? Well, first of all, it's the most flawless show I've ever seen. Um, but in a more wider sense, I think they are very good at creating kind of a universe that you kind of disappear into. It's like, you know, you step into another world when you go on their shows. I feel like I've I've seen a lot of different shows and it's always good. It's always fun to hear music that you like live. But I think very few artists are able to kind of, you know, make you feel like you're actually not there. You're in another place. And I think that's something they nail every time. Step into another world. That's something you talk about as a goal in your own music. So I'd love you to talk about meeting that challenge in what you do as Casbo. Yeah, I think that's it's my goal, definitely, because it's just what I appreciate in music. I think for me, music is very much an tool for like escapism um and so yeah i think that's just what i want to try to recreate and it's definitely a a tricky thing but um something that's you know worked out really well with being on tour with Odessa and being able to like learn from them and see like how to kind of like create something up by yourself and be consistent and just like have something that you know feels like nothing else pretty much and that's how you get to that point i think so when you talk about creating another world if i asked you to describe it as if you and the listeners were in a video game could you describe it that way i don't think so i think it's too um 
I'm not sure what the word is. Um, maybe it is theoretical. I might be really wrong here, but I think like it's definitely not something concrete to me. Um, the music, the, the world I try to recreate is where the album name comes from, uh, which is places we don't know, and it's essentially the kind of world that you uh, you perceive when you don't actually know the real thing. Um, so it's yeah it's it's the kind of like outlook on life you have you know before you've kind of like grown up and like traveled the world and seen how the world actually is which in my opinion is like fairly dark um but so i think yeah the world i'm trying to recreate is that really kind of like naive kind of beautiful colorful world uh, that you have when you grow up i'm gonna stop this for a second because i'm getting a call okay it could be your manager it could be my friends oh it's your manager okay hello how's it going nick He's right here with me. We're in the yeah, parking we're lot. Interviewing. Yeah. All right. So who do I contact? Uh, me. Okay. We'll call you off this phone. Cool. Now that we've sorted out the manager call stuff, I think it's time for us to listen to a track. I thought I'd play an older track, maybe something off the first record or the big song. I will let you choose. The next song? Yeah, I'm going to let you choose either Stay With Me or World Away. Um, let's do uh, Stay With Me. You did not pick the big song. Why did you choose this song for us to hear? I think, yeah, for me it's, it's, more, uh, it's more... It's a newer song, so I, I just enjoy it more, I think. We scream into the night It's hopeless every time But don't you know the way you work for me I wanna make it right Cause baby it's you and I So come and look at me again Don't tell me we are done Cause I got it all Got the summer and the winter and the fall But when you say I'm complicated all the time Don't you see the
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track, Stay With Me, Off the Record, Places We Don't Know. Instead of playing an older track, Casbo, you decided to play a newer track. But don't you want people to hear where you've come from as a musician? Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I think just like, I right now I'm just like loving Stay With Me a lot more. Casbo, you chose the song Stay With Me. Now, I'm glad you chose that song because I was reading today earlier that this song is the song that came first and inspired how you wanted to shape the entire debut full-length record, which is called Places We Don't Know. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I think, um, well, the original Stay With Me was a very different uh, song, but the essence of it was pretty much the same. It was this kind of like house beat with a very much slowed down kind of two-step garage type vibe but didn't have that kind of like grittiness and um kind of dark vibe that you hear in a lot of the actual uk garage kind of stuff so it was like had very interesting inspirations but took took it from one place to a complete other space uh which felt really interesting to me and it's again something i hadn't really heard um somebody do before so I think that was just very a very inspiring moment for me I wanted to like pursue that and kind of explore that more I read that before you started writing this song you actually lost your laptop full of songs that might have made up this record yeah that's correct so do you ever sometimes think back to if those songs had survived what shape this record might have taken uh, I'm, I'm not sure I would have had a record if that uh, that laptop hadn't gotten stolen um i think for me coming into my own kind of like wanting to become an artist a lot of that had to do with me you know having to start from scratch pretty much um and not have to like take anything to into consideration i think when you have a lot of songs that you're working on you're like very attached to it and you might not want to do something because i don't know you're just very attached to what you've already made um so for me, it was kind of good, you know, that the thief who stole the computer kind of took that decision for me, which I think was a great thing in the end. Casbo, I wanted to talk a little bit about remixes. You put out some remixes that have been very well received. I was going to play one of them in the background. I can play Vance Joy Riptide, or I can play Big Gigantic's The Little Things. Or you can go rogue and pick one of your own selection, but let's play something in the background. Let's do uh, the Big G remix. And why did you pick that one? It's one of my favorites I've ever done, I think. So while we hear that in the background, how about you tell me what in a song attracts you to do remix work? I think there needs to be some kind of very unique leading factor in the songs. Uh, for the little things, it was definitely the vocal. That was something that I really hadn't heard before, and it was something that's very contradictive to my music. I think from singers that, you know, that's more like conventional for me is, you know, more soft, melodic, whereas this vocal is more kind of I don't know, edgy and like yelly and just kind of something I never had imagined me working with. Uh, so it just stuck out to me and it felt interesting. 
So I would love you to tell me a song that people might not expect you to want to remix, but you really want to, but maybe you're a little bit intimidated to try to remix it. Ooh, that's tricky. I think um, it's always hard when people ask, um, what do you think that people wouldn't expect? Because I feel like people can, or it's not, I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to think if there's any song that I'd want to remix that people wouldn't really expect. Um, Come on, I'm going to challenge you a little bit here. You're on tour right now. You're building a set. You've got to throw some songs in there that everybody wants to dance to. And sometimes the best moments in a set will be the songs that people don't expect to be in a Casbo set. Yeah, maybe something from Brockhampton or something. And who is that? It's a rap group or collective. I don't know. They call themselves a boy band, so (laughs) we'll see. But for people who haven't heard about them, describe them in a sentence. Uh, Just really fun, interesting soundscape type rap music and hip-hop um yeah i don't know um i'm not like too read up on the the genre but to me brockhampton's just like one of my favorite music groups you right now are on tour by yourself it's your first headlining tour so how about you tell me about what it's like to make this leap in your career it's super fun uh it's like you said the first time i'm doing a headline show so or a headline tour um so it's it's really fun and rewarding being able to like play a show and sell it out and have know that you know people are there to actually see you and like hear your music and it's always like fun hearing people like sing along to every song and all that stuff i mean like supporting is amazing too because it's such a learning experience but people usually don't know too many of your songs um so yeah it's it's incredible to to do this so i have to ask for a challenge that you had to surpass while making this leap to the next stage in your career? Uh, I think now, since it is a headline show, I think it's, there's just so much pressure involved. Um, you need to deliver on a complete different scale. I think, like, as a support act, if you if you fuck up, it's like people won't really care because, like, if, if, you do, if they don't like you, they won't look you up. But if they do like you they'll look you up so i think it's it's kind of like you can't lose like if you do it well you'll gain new fans but if you do it badly you won't lose anything but for these show like headline run it's you know there's a ton of pressure you need to really perform well and i think just me being a perfectionist uh you know it's been a lot of anxiety involved trying to perfect uh this show in terms of like audio and visuals and just the performance aspect of it so what's one tip to somebody who's facing the same type of career change to get over that anxiety. I have no idea. Um, if anybody figures that out, they can call me. Thank you very much for spending some time with me today, Casbo. I appreciate it. At the end of the show, I let the artists pick one of their own songs to play, but they have to tell me why they chose it. So typically people will pick a song that may not be a single or may not necessarily get played in the live set, but it's one you love despite all that. For me, it's going to be Bardu. Um, it's the first track on the album, uh, and it's it's probably one of the mm, the songs I'm most proud of ever. Uh, I think it's just like something. It, I think that's one of the songs I just felt that okay, I haven't heard this in any sense uh, by anybody else. So, like, it just it was a very exciting thing for me to write that song, and it's still one of my favorites. Thank you very much for being on my show. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's so you.
Scott Wood. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Casbo, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. 